the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation second to none whether you're in rhode island or massachusetts call jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available for both residential and commercial call my friends at jkl 401-351-7600 remember estimates are free financing is available let's be nice and comfortable in your home jkl 401-351-7600 well, good morning. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. Folks, here I am. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Um, <clears throat> so on this Wednesday, August 19th, last night was uh, some kind of night with the Democrat National Convention. It's obviously being uh, it's so different this year, the fact that they're doing it virtually. And But last night, that was... Um, that was certainly something that so you had the the gentleman a lot of people didn't recognize he is the democrat party chairman of rhode island joseph mcnamara representative from warwick and so they came up with the idea so they have there's him and he's not really looking at the camera they might have been looking into the sun so he looked almost like a blind man but i'm going to guess that that was somewhere in warwick by the water i know work by the water pretty well i couldn't place it unless that was over by the rocky point open space or unless it was uh part of buttonwoods but anyhow so you had him you had if you saw the roll call they went around to the different states and then they also had um someone from iggy's chowder house in uh, oakland beach but that guy's in a like a black ninja it looked like an isis <laughs> we haven't seen them in a while execution outfit and he's holding a plate of calamari. And they um, actually decided to um, to try to use that as an occasion to kind of hawk the, hawk the calamari. So it seemed, you'd think it could have been more picturesque. And someone from, from Iggy's, I would have put him in the, you know, tr traditional just khaki pants and a blue shirt. But he's all in black. And McNamara is standing there in a very distinct way. It was a little odd, but it, it absolutely took off and was a big hit. <coughs> Excuse me. It was even trending on Twitter. And so uh, that was different. That was probably the most effective thing of the night was the, the roll call. And a couple of the highlights of last night was Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, did not even mention Joe Biden which a lot of people are talking about. She was given only 60 seconds. She used that to continue to harp and hype Bernie Sanders, who she supported. And that's a good indication the left, they are not fully on board with the Biden campaign. Maybe they'll be on board to try to help him defeat President Trump, but in no way embracing um, embracing the, the Biden campaign. Now, I don't think a lot of the rest of the night was memorable. I didn't care. I didn't like that Colin Powell took shots against the current president. Um, and then also Cindy McCain. I mean, that's continues to drag out. The daughter was upset. 
President Trump about John McCain. She'd always talked about that on The View. And now here's Sidney McCain. Instead of just being the, uh, you know, quiet Republican, they decide to be vocal against the president. But <clears throat> as much as I don't think I don't think that stuff is effective, maybe it is. Again, I'm not certainly the target. The target are independent voters, Republican voters, really, in swing battleground states. Try to get them to feel comfortable voting for um, Joe Biden. But say what you want. Listen, Jill Biden, the Bidens come across, I will say this, they, they come across as very nice people. And last night was a big night for Jill Biden. And they they have been, say what they, you know, they have been through a lot. Vice president for eight years. It's obviously well known. He overcame a terrible tragedy where he lost his first wife and, and young daughter, then, you know, met and uh, married Jill Biden, and they have seemingly a nice family. <clears throat> so, with all the um, the partisan attacks and, and everything that he has been, you know, and I, I understand the whole Biden in the basement and Sleepy Joe and all this other stuff, but it, it is hard to argue with. You have to be objective. And last night, Jill Biden came across as someone who, you know, they, they are very decent people and they have uh, worked very hard, seemed to have a very strong family. That was very difficult when he lost his son, uh, Bo Biden. And so I thought that was effective. She is very, very likable and she's a very accomplished individual. And has led a very meaningful life. And so I, I recognize that between now and November, <clears throat> it's obviously going to get very ugly. And the objective is to win. But last night, if, if you really want to be objective, you had to come away from that and look at Jill Biden as someone who um, I thought she was very, very sincere. And they have a lot to be proud of with the life that they've lived and and uh, and everything that he has accomplished, a senator and then vice president for eight years. And now here he is, the nominee for the president. So I'd like the people to kind of keep that in mind. I, I do notice there's a tendency with some people that, um, all right, it's OK to be a Trump supporter, but it doesn't mean everyone has to be so demonized on the other side. You can recognize when there's someone who comes across in a very dignified, professional manner, uh, highly likable manner. If you were somewhere and didn't know them and met them, uh, Joe and Jill Biden seem like the type of people you'd want to get to know. Very, very nice, uh, a polished, professional, courteous, just seem pretty down to earth with everything that they've gone through. So I wanted to uh, mention that. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Remember, this portion of the program brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in and see them located right off of Route 4, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's Steve, it's Debbie, it's Junior, it's Byron. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Right now, I've got their fall things for the fall plant, for the fall kale. Everything coming in very, very nicely. Look for them on Facebook. They have a great Facebook page. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And also their website is prmaterials.shops. Keep it tuned right here. We have a lot more to go. Bring you up to speed on everything on AM 1380, 99.9 .9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. It is the John DePetro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 
336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. If it's time for a new roof, call r r Roofing today at 401-823-1330. R&R Roofing. Have you been thinking about getting? Maybe it's time. Repair that roof. Maybe it is time for a new roof. All types of shingle, flat roofs. You know, it's so important for your structure, whether at home or work, you need a roof, folks. That is what keeps nothing else matters in your home. If you don't have a solid roof, call r r Roofing today. All work is guaranteed. Call for a free estimate at 401 823 1330. The owner, Richard Rossi, over 40 years in business. Call R&R Roofing today. Call for a free free estimate. All work is guaranteed. 401-823-1330. Fully insured. And on top of that, Angie's List, award winner, over five years in a row. Now, I've met with Richard. Folks, he cares. He cares attention to detail. And on top of that, impeccable cleanliness throughout the job. Job site is waterproof daily. Call for a free estimate. All work is guaranteed. That makes such a difference. R&R Roofing. Now, if you're thinking of having your roof done, maybe it is time for a new roof. At least call, at least call R&R Roofing and get a free estimate. 401-823-1330. 401-823-1330 for R&R Roofing. You can also check out their website. It's R and R roofing ri.com call them 823-1330 it's r&r roofing you're listening to the john DePietro show weekdays folks we start at 11 we go till 2 it's am 1380 and 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com folks he's back from vacation he uh, writes covers rhode island for the boston globe he's dan mcgowan dan i want to start off I mean, first of all, the uh, the roll call going around to the different states, it was definitely different. And it was better than when they were in the convention hall and you can't really hear them and all these people gobbed around. I like that part. I, I, as quirky as it was, Joe McNamara playing the role of the blind man, but and with the ninja outfit of Iggy's in black with the calamari, without question, and I'd like to the globe, Rhode Island won the roll call with a platter of calamari. It was trending. It immediately took off. It was different. I, I give them full credit. Whoever came up with that, it was the type of thing. It was quirky, and it was a big hit for the night. Yeah, I wonder how much thought went into it if, if the idea was, all right, let's, let's make a move so that people – you know, do so this does trend on Twitter, or if this was just the, you know, the thought that came to mind, uh, you know, as I think as Joe McNamara, the chairman said, you know, he wanted to kind of showcase the industry and things like that. But no question, it's sold tonight. And, and I think you're right, John, you know, th- this convention and the Republican convention next week, they're, they're, they're awkward. It's a difficult thing to pull off with that when you're not, you know, in a room with thousands of people. But I will say the roll call was actually probably the most fun part. It was like the swimsuit uh, uh, section of, the, of Miss America. It was. <laughs> um, and I also liked that instead of, and this is to me, I don't use the expression that often, but talk about so Rhode Island. Instead of being somewhere in glamorous Newport or Narragansett <laughs> by the towers, so forth, Where's McNamara with a real people go right there in Oakland Beach? <laughs> that would that might have been actually the best part, right? That, yes, that, that it wasn't. Uh, you know, they didn't go to Musquamakit. No, no. <laughs> it was fun. You know, I mean, I it think there were, there were a lot of people I saw. You know, you know how this is on on social media. You get you know half people that that love it, think it's it's great, and then half the people that you know are a little sanctimonious and want to say, well, there's so many good things that you could have highlighted. 
I don't know. I mean, this is not a uh, this is not the most serious thing of all time, no. right? It's it's not like this was in doubt. We knew Joe Biden's going to be the nominee. We knew it was going to happen. So. I, I give Joe McNamara and the Democrats here a little bit of credit for being creative. They completely stole the night. I mean, I think yes. they, at, at one point, the New York uh-huh. Times story, the, 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 the lead of the New York Times was a calamari reference. I think they ended up changing it. But, uh, you know, this was this was clearly the highlight of the night. If, if Michelle Obama was night one, uh, Rhode Island was night two. <laughs> it really was. And even the Washington Post said they were the winner of the of the whole thing too funny came out of nowhere what i also like you had to wait a little while because i wanted to record it and then you're waiting and then you forget like oh that's right you know north dakota i forgot about them because you're thinking that and then i'm drinking wait a minute it's pennsylvania then it's us and then boom there's mcnamara now obviously it was recorded it wasn't daylight because it's dark but the iggy's thing that's the thing to me though i mean I, I would just say don't we have like the traditional khaki pants and a blue shirt that basically every <laughs> server wears at a restaurant in the summertime the, the ninja look was uh, the ninja look my this is goodness. gonna be this is gonna be the high you know if, if we're all fortunate enough to be able to have Holy a, a if we're fortunate enough to have a halloween this year uh i hope that the the iggy's costume is the one that kind of takes that's over right Island this i year. love that now also dan mcgowan you run a a great story and um <clears throat> you mentioned when someone did in fact uh deliver the time a keynote address and you know who's interesting and in, from your background and where you had worked was um i one time interviewed he one of the best interviews i've ever done was he was the longtime anchor at, we used to work channel 12 walter Cryan. yeah and he didn't do a lot of media but as he was getting set to retire i interviewed him and it was a fantastic hour I mean, just because he had stuff about he didn't care anymore. He was a real <laughs> old time newsman journalist. He would talk about the consultants would come in and this and that. And, <laughs> and um, he hated the fact that anyone referred to it as the show, the six o'clock show, the 11 o'clock show. He'd say, listen, it's a newscast. But he also <clears throat> had a very good relationship with uh, former Senator Rhode Island legend John Pastore. And he he spent a part of the interview talking about the close relationship that John Pastore had with with LBJ. And uh, it was really interesting. And I was glad and just touch on that because it's one of those things that it doesn't get as much press. And, you know, in in this time, we, you know, and obviously with Governor Raimondo being uh, vetted for the Biden people, but at the time, John Pastore, think how uncommon that was that this small state senator, and he had such a close relationship with this, you know, cowboy from Texas. Yeah, I mean, so much so, John, I, I, and I did this for, for my Roadmap newsletter this week. Um, the, the University of Virginia has done this great project where they've requested and were, were able to obtain, you know, thousands and thousands of hours of presidential conversations, phone conversations, because as you know, all of everything at the White House is recorded. Uh, and so in this, there's a three minute conversation, and I, I posted a link to it in Roadmap between Lyndon Johnson, President Johnson, and Senator Pastore, where, where President Johnson is asking him to deliver the keynote address. And John, it would be like you and I talking off air. I mean, wow. three minutes, it was, it was, hey, how's it going? How's your family? What's going on in the Senate? Uh, hey, I need you to do this big speech for me. And Senator Pastore says, okay. And, and Lyndon Johnson says, Make it really good. <laughs> it's just it's a, it's the greatest, most just uh, such a humble conversation. And yeah, I mean, apparently, and I didn't realize this until I was doing a little bit of research. In fact, they did have a very, very close relationship. And then Senator Pastore gave, you know, one of the sort of uh, uh, most kind of remarkable and well known and well received speeches at the time. And it, it kind of went on for years and years. In fact, and I put this in, in the newsletter, uh, you know, Senator Pastore talked about being a, a, a son of Italian immigrants and how, you know, in no other country would this be possible to be giving this speech. It really, I mean, decades later, Barack Obama gave the same speech in many yep. ways, uh, you know, which, which really catapulted his political career. So, you know, it, it, was, it was interesting. Also, by the way, if you, when, you, when you listen to Senator Pastore's convention speech shows you how much the Democratic Party has changed over the years, of course, because, you know, there was a lot of defense talk in that. And there was a lot of, um, you know, it was still civil, you know, civil rights they just passed and, and all those things. But, 
you know, the, the priorities, of course, of the party have, have, have changed a great deal. But just a fascinating, you know, kind of uh, a breakdown, in, you know, of Rhode Island history and of political history. And it, it kind of got me thinking, John, you know, for all the talk about Governor Raimondo being a, a finalist, and she, of course, got, you know, really good remarks in The New York Times, apparently, uh, didn't get asked to speak at the convention. And I wonder boy, you know, Senator Pastore got to do it. I wondered if Governor Raimondo kind of wished she got that chance to be able to make a speech. Well, I think we both know the answer. Absolutely. About <laughs> of course. Yes. Uh, I want to touch on the Raimondo thing. One other thing, though, the 60s was such a tra- transformative time. I was born in the 60s and in New England. <clears throat> I'm both Irish, Italian. You had from Massachusetts, the first Irish Catholic president with JFK. And then so if you were living in Rhode Island, I mean, there's so many you know, New England Irish Catholic Democrats that the Kennedy clan kind of launched. And then you had Senator Pastore, this incredible firebrand, you know, Italian self-made guy uh, who was, you know, obviously on the on the short list and uh, speed dial at the time with with LBJ. It was really a remarkable time in Rhode Island. Dan McGowan, what have you heard about the Raimondo thing? Because, you know, I was hearing uh, from talking to different people that, she was definitely being considered. You couldn't get I couldn't get anything out of them. They no. would all the time not say anything about it. I was watching. She was doing different interviews. And then I'll share with you. I, I was told that she, she met with them. It went very well. <clears throat> and the next step was I couldn't get it confirmed. The next step was she was supposed to fly to Delaware to meet with them. One person said, oh, no, she already did. Someone else said, no, she was. This, the final story I got was it went so well with her Zoom interview. They thought or she thought that she was then going to fly to Delaware to meet with them. It went that well. And then it didn't pan out. Now, the governor of Michigan ended up flying to Delaware, of which then the media, they tracked her and even had her a flight and so forth. But that's right. What, what, what have you heard about the Raimondo thing? And something that, you know, the New York Times did report. I find it a little bit underreported locally. And I wonder if the Raimondo people don't want that put out there that much. But do you have a name on who it was of organized labor that kind of put the gabosh and kind of said shook, shook the head no to the, the Biden people when her name popped up? I wish I did. I do okay. not. My my assumption would be probably what you would think, which would be teachers. Yeah, uh, Randy and, Weingarten. And, and the reason being is that, remember, the governor is is not loved by teachers based on pension reform. Uh, but is beloved by the laborers, right? So the other kind of side of the Democratic Party here that has enormous influence, in fact, more influence at the national level, probably than they even have at the local level. Uh, And and the governor is, and this is why you hear, you know, conversations about, will the governor be the transportation secretary or something like that? Because she will have the blessing of the laborers to make that happen. So you, you would have to assume there was something. It's also possible that, uh, you remember, you, you said underreported here, also kind of underreported in the in the Times in the sense that she dazzled her interview, but there was some concern. It's entirely possible that's kind of the excuse that gets given. You know, she was never going to be the nominee anyway. And you say, well, you know, she gave a great interview, but nobody knows who she is. You know, that kind of conversation could have played out. But if it, if it were my guess, I would say um, I would say the teachers. Now, to your to your broader question. This is fun. You, you and I talked about this. Remember, there was a couple of weeks back, it was actually months now, that you were in the, the uh, weekly press conference. And I asked yep. a question about, about, you know, Governor, we keep hearing you're on the short list. Yes. Uh, you know, what can you tell us? Remember, she was a little bit snarky or a little bit snippety, I would say. She, she yeah. did not want to talk about that. That week, I started to ask a lot of different people about what's going on here. And I will tell you, I got very sort of across the spectrum answers from people who are very close to her they said she is absolutely having conversations with the team and yep. like it's a it's a real thing there were people you know in the office that were practically packing their bags because they thought boy <laughs> let's get let's get ready to go to washington and then there were people who just as close to her who were saying this isn't real at all and you know you, you can't say you don't want to be part of the process especially when you're from the, the you know the governor of rhode island but, uh, you know, she knows she's not going to be picked and, you know, it's not nearly as serious. So it was across the board, but th- she got, you know, wide praise national. David Axelrod told me he should be a great choice. So real people uh, had her on their radar. 
Uh, and then for her to give a, you know, a home run interview, you know, it doesn't surprise me either. I think when you sit, no. down, with the, when you sit down with the governor, when you listen yes. to her sort of off camera and, and kind of give her lay of the land, especially on the National Democratic Party. Remember, she's somebody who is, she is not in, by any means, you know, far to the left. She does not like Bernie Sanders. She's not with AOC. Um, I think she probably, you know, told President Biden or President Biden's team a lot kind of what they wanted to hear about the Democratic yes. Party. She knows how to do that. So it doesn't surprise me that she gave a good interview. Yeah, no, it doesn't surprise me. She is also, Gina Raimondo is fiercely competitive. She has an incredible uh, resume and record. And, <clears throat> and what I, if that is the case, if someone from labor did put the kibosh on it, I just, I just think that's really lousy because she has worked so hard you know, no one, uh, the pension reform, pension reform saved and changed the state in a lot of different ways. And if they're forever going to hold that over her head or I had just heard she really wanted the next step, which is you fly in and, and get to meet with them. And there, I was told there were plans for that to happen. But if you meet her and then meet some of her other, quote, you know, colleagues, contemporaries and so forth, the Rhode Island governor, Gina Raimondo, could stand shoulder to shoulder with any of them. And if it's anything... A- you know, she between talk about self-made LaSalle Academy, Harvard, Yale Law, Rhodes Scholar, made a fortune, right. you know, in private sector. Uh, well, and, I and, know in elections. I mean, th- it think comes about through. this. Think about this, too, John. I mean, if, again, if your listeners out there to think we're, you know, we're piling on and being too nice to her. Her politics aside, right, doesn't even matter what she believes in or, or anything right. like that. When you meet her a couple of years ago, remember, there was the, uh, the was it the National Governors Association was yes. in town. And, you know, I was a reporter, went out at night, had a chance to meet a handful of governors from around the country and their staffs. It is clear there is a major difference in the seriousness and the, uh, the competence level that, the, that, that Governor Raimondo has compared to a lot of other governors. Remember, yeah. a lot of these guys come from, they come up to the state legislature or they, yeah. you know, they, they, they were the mayor of their, you know, the, the big city in their state. They come through politics. She's not somebody who has actually come through politics. She's actually, you know, done the the private sector thing to some degree. She's certainly, you know, she certainly has the the degrees and everything. So I I think whenever you hear from people, and I've heard from people outside of, you know, uh, uh, of Rhode Island about this a lot, that that's what people are impressed with her about. They're they're, they're impressed with how serious she is. Um, And again, has nothing to do with her politics. It's it's just a a matter of, of fact that, you know, there, there, there are governors who are kind of always been in politics. Think of Link Chafee, by the way, a guy who yeah. came through politics. There's a <laughs> night and day difference between Link Chafee and, oh. and Gina Raimondo. Big time. Folks, um, a lot more ahead right here with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe and the John DePietro Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 2110 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, F-H-W-A inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. 
Right now, I'll bet you could use some extra cash. Why not sell some of your gold, silver, other precious metals? Vero Industries, folks, over 40 years experience, they will give you cash. They'll buy your gold, silver, other precious metals. Call Lee today at 401 401- 434-8900. Leo has over 40 years experience. It's VERO, Vero Industries. They will buy gold, silver, other precious metals, old, broken, new, silverware, jewelry, serving trays, tea, coffee sets, or pieces. Listen, why not right now? Sell it and get that cash that you need. Call Leo at Vero Industries, 401-434-8900 impeccable reputation folks they know the industry better than anyone and they'll give you what it's worth your gold silver also a buyer of individual coins coin collections watches half earring pieces and much more call leo at vero industries why not get some cash right now for that gold silver and other precious metals call leo 401-434-434 8900 weekend evening appointments are available two locations or at your location their location two locations east providence and warwick call them vero industries 401-434-8900 listen get cash for that gold silver other precious metals you have call leo 401-434-8900 one more time 434 8900 with us is dan mcgowan of the boston globe dan uh speaking of um the weekly briefing and so forth i'd like to hear your thought i know providence they're talking about all of this money and joe paolino boy really stepped up gift to the Huge. city with uh, uh saint joseph's hospital by the way of which i i was born at saint joseph's hospital is that right? uh, back, yeah back when, i don't even know why but that's i think that's where our doctor worked out of but Dan, what is the latest with um, the Providence schools? Obviously, there's still no contract. Um, what, what what are you hearing? I know you were up for a week, but where do things yeah. stand in Providence with the teachers? Well, interestingly, you know, last week as I was off and I was watching sort of the governor and, and other folks kind of, you know, first, of, co- of course, move the, the start date for schools back and things like that. I thought, boy, you know, it's interesting. You're You're hearing a lot about What's, you know, concerns from the NEA, for example, the National Education Association, you're not hearing as much from Providence. And I, I, I thought that was strange. And I, I tried to stay off of work last week, but I, you know, I couldn't help myself. I asked around a little bit. And it was interesting to, to know that, you know, Providence was, uh, Providence was always a question about whether or not they were going to be able to, to reopen. I think they had real challenges with trying to figure out how you get people uh, you know, students six feet apart in, you know, in these small classrooms. And it's very difficult to move, to just move kids around. But it, it was, it was sort of interesting to know that you're not seeing as much, uh, uh, you know, gunfire from Providence teachers or from the management side or from, you know, the commissioner, right? Everybody's kind of chosen to focus on Warwick, which, you know, what they did was, was very questionable. It, so, it, you know, for good reason, the governor, I think, was, was pretty critical of Warwick. Oh, but yeah. Everything was, has been so quiet. And the, even this week in Providence, I mean, you know, they're, they're very excited about doing a lot of school repairs, but they're talking about these school repairs, John, that are going to last four or five years. Yeah. You know, they're not talking about getting St. Joseph's online until, I think, 2024, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about you, you and I literally a year ago, we're, we're saying, hey, what's going on with the Providence schools? When are these things going to be repaired? And it, it is, you know, and you can't blame COVID took over everybody's lives, but it, it does feel like you had almost a lost year, uh, both academically, but then also construction wise. And I, I think now that they, they have a little bit of a plan, they have s- some end to this, you know, when you're going to get a, a new high school or I mean a new pre-K through eight school open. So I, I think f- people are feeling okay in Providence. At least the leadership is feeling okay. I think the superintendent's feeling a little bit better about where things are, but there's no sign of when they can actually open these schools. And so, you know, September 14th is the now the idea or ideal goal, but boy, I, it feels harder and harder to believe that you're going to see students or at least a lot of them, the majority of them in school by September 14th. 
with these districts, and, and I don't know the answer to this question, um, but let's just say Providence, and already the governor has said Providence starting off distance learning. But do the teachers, okay, so the teacher, you're doing the Zoom and the kids are all at home. Is the teacher in the classroom or is the teacher in her home? Yeah, it's a, there, depending on the district, there are different plans. I will say, in, uh, right before I left for vacation, I did a really kind of comprehensive look at every plan that was submitted yes. by each school district. And you can go on our website and you could, you could see the, the kind of the breakdown. And the difficult thing is these are, you know, the, the range from high quality reports where you, you had every question, your question in particular answered and, you know, ready to go and you knew exactly what things were going to look like versus districts that quite frankly kind of, you know, did not put their full effort into, into completing these plans. I mean, it's across the board in many ways. What you're seeing a lot of districts say is, look, we have to have some teachers in the classrooms no matter what because we need to make sure our special needs students that you know really have struggled online we need to make sure at the very least special needs students the younger ones the elementary school students are in schools and so you are seeing some creative plans i think lincoln is actually going to try to do some situation where they actually would film the teacher in the classroom and you would be able to either see it you know from your, you know, your home or actually having your kid in the classroom. But then there are other districts that have no plan for that. And, you know, part of me thinks, okay, some of these districts are small. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to have the finances to make this happen, but uh, it, it is all over the, the, the place. And, you know, one of the things that's supposed to be good about Rhode Island is that because, you know, we're, we're all supposed to start on the same day and we're small and you could share, you know, uh, information and you could share strategies, you're supposed to be able to address a lot of this. We aren't seeing that. We aren't seeing a ton of collaboration, uh, with the exception of a handful of districts uh, where, you, you know, where, where parents are going to get a very clear sense of what things are going to look like. I think you're going to go into school and you're going to still be figuring it out. You know, like the normal way you start school, right? You think the first day or two is getting to know your teacher and getting to know yeah. who's in your class. I think this is going to be a technological uh, uh, situation where you're really going to be not figuring out just, you know, where your classrooms and where your lockers are, but literally how this can all work. Um, and you're going to have to be doing it with parents at home as well. It's, it's going to, it's a difficult thing to do. Dan McGowan, I did see that and I didn't realize that it's all online. So at the Boston Globe, you can go and it's all there. I know that in, in the community that I happen to live in, that it was 89% of the parents favored in-person learning yeah. for the children. Is that in every, do you have, um, did every community fill out that? Is there a percentage for every community like that or? No, no. and, and to, no. The okay. to the credit of East Greenwich, they did a really nice job of kind of putting out their, their plan. And I believe that every district was required to survey parents uh, for a bunch of different questions, but, okay. but East Greenwich basically said, you know, here's our plan and here's the backup for it, right? 89% of our, of our parents say X. And so we want to be able to do this. Um, whereas other districts, again, some, you know, kind of did it sort of half, uh, I hate to say half seriously, but, you know, didn't always say we're making this decision based on what our parents told us, you know? Okay. Folks, uh, he's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. A lot more ahead. Leave it right here on the John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, you know, I didn't make a big deal about it, but my vehicle was actually damaged uh, by some of the protesters when I was covering one of the protests. I didn't make a huge deal about it. I wouldn't want to be the focal point, but it's true. Some of the uh, protesters, they did. They damaged my vehicle. They broke the window on the side of my car. So what did I do? I brought it to West Fountain Auto Body, and you can call them today, 272-3340. I had to get it fixed. It was obviously damaged. They also damaged part of the door. And so I took it to West Fountain. I called Kenny at West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. It's Kenny and Patricia, West Fountain folks. They did a fantastic job. 
with me, I mean, that's there was only one place I was going to bring it. I needed to get my car fixed. Now, listen, if you're ever in an automobile accident, something happens to your vehicle and you need to get it repaired, call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, 272-3340, the original, the best, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today, 272-3340. They'll handle everything for you. If you're in an accident, something happens to your car, Bring it to West Fountain, 400 West Fountain Street, Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. West Fountain Auto Body. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401 431 2300 MEGA MEGA Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies? You can depend on MEGA MEGA Logistics. Call them today 401 431 2300. 401 431 2300. Does that sound like your company, maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. With me is Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, uh, the Boston Globe, you have a story today, and you don't see it that often. But I thought that was a rather unusual press conference. It was our congressional delegation, and they were right at the main post office in Providence. Critics say U.S. Postal Service failing to deliver. Uh, so you have Congressman Cicilline, Congressman Langevin, Senators Reed Langevin. There's that picture of Congressman Cicilline holding up the photos. Now, those are not in Rhode Island. But no, I lived in Oregon. Yeah. Oregon. Okay. <laughs> Touch on, though, that was, uh, that was not – you don't see those four – get together that often unless it's like a ribbon cutting ceremony yeah i mean i can't think of any time unless if it's a ribbon cutting or a big announcement for you know yeah. lots of money coming to rhode island uh look i mean the democrats are making this a hallmark issue right now yeah. uh given some of the proposed you know cuts and changes at the postal service i think interestingly their press conference was almost rained on because pretty quickly thereafter certainly not because of rhode island uh, I believe the administration said they're going to, you know, change some of the plans or at least put off some of the plans until after the election to kind of avoid any, uh, you know, appearance of impropriety or anything like that. So in some ways you say, well, they're going to get what the, 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 you know, the Rhode Island delegation is, you know, is going to score a win here. Uh, it's tough. I mean, they clearly want this to be a major issue. I think it is. Um, it, it's one that I it would appear to me to be less of a problem in Rhode Island than it is yeah. in other states. Uh, you know, I think the, the the worrying about this, I think you can always worry about the idea of when you're in a bind and if there are cuts, certainly things could get slower. But again, we're a small state. Uh, I think New England, generally speaking, especially Southern New England is, you know, is probably going to be just fine. But you are hearing real concerns, and, and in some cases, bipartisan concerns in other states where it's more difficult to get people to mail. And I, I suppose when you're kind of ru running right up against an election that uh, is going to have unprecedented mail ballot turnout, whether people like it or not, uh, you know, you, you have reason to be concerned. So it feels more like the Democrats were just coming together almost in a, a pep rally sort of way. And uh, and you're seeing this happen all over the country as well. That's right. And something, though, that should not be lost. I mean, the post office, since 2007, has lost $78 billion. <laughs> Basically, think of that, $8 billion a year. 
It's a monopoly. They should yeah. be printing money. But they have seven different unions. And now there's talk of, oh, you know, mail delivery, the amount of people mail being sent is down 33%. Everyone, when's the last time Dan McGowan, you sit down and write it? I mean, I actually, once in a while, I will still write a thank you note. But come on, most of the time, the mail, it's everything's done online. Yeah. Um, so, but I noticed for whatever reason, all of that was left out of their press briefing yesterday. But let's move to the situation of Providence Dan McGowan, because granted it was on Twitter, but I thought that was interesting. I followed those uh, protesters, the defund the police protesters on Saturday. And they were announcing like, hey, we got a victory. We have another city council person in Providence that is now in favor of defunding the police. And then I, I'm pretty sure you broke the story that that number one, the council person said that is not what I said. And number two, in, in all of a sudden, I mean, there was another murder last night in the city yeah. of Providence. Yeah, well, John, you've been asking the right question for a long time on this issue, which I think you know, almost every every two or three weeks you say to me, folks, are there on the council? right for, for defunding the police or changing the police and and i've been honest you know I, to me i don't see the votes there to make significant changes on this council the reason this council person is so significant this is councilwoman castillo carmen castillo yeah. she's a heavily union-backed uh extremely liberal woman from the from the south side she's got a great story she's a hotel worker who ends up getting elected um you know I would have put her as somebody who was either on the fence or leaning toward defund. Um, okay. and, and, you know, just in part because that's where her policies are. And for her to come out after this, this group kind of, you know, again, they, they blasted out as though it was the biggest victory, you know, they've ever had. Yeah. Um, it's a significant statement. And you know what it says? It says that for all the, the, the criticism that anybody can have about the elected officials in our city, uh, and some of it is very fair, she's actually listening to her constituents and she's watching a city that right now is seeing an uptick, uh, certainly in the, the homicides and, and you, I think aggravate, or, uh, assaults overall are, are up in the city this year and especially this summer. And I, I think she's saying, look, you know, I don't love that, that uh, you know, it's difficult to fire police officers and, and uh, you know, it makes me uncomfortable how much we have to pay pensions in general. But this idea of, you know, 60 or 70 percent cuts across the board for the police department, that's no good for my community. And I thought she put out a very eloquent statement. She said, in fact, uh, we, my neighborhood doesn't need fewer police officers. It needs more police more officers, police officers, which is not something you hear from politicians in wow. Providence very often. Uh, so this is a significant move. It, it kind of firms up that she's going to be. Uh, more on, if you look at the way the council breaks down, I think the, the councilman Igliozzi side, which is a little bit more moderate, a little bit more, um, you know, supportive of the police. Again, I, I think I've told you this all along. My gut on this, when they eventually and finally get a budget going, is you will see some version of a cut to the Providence Police Department. I don't think it will be substantive. I think it will be more of an effort so that everybody can claim victory, but there will be virtually zero day-to-day -day change to uh, to the way Providence actually polices. Uh, that's what I still think will happen. And this statement from this councilwoman, you know, it, it, I think kind of secures that because it, it leaves no doubt that you're not going to have a situation where, uh, you know, suddenly you have nine or 10 council members who, you know, who are veto-proof and the, not even the mayor can stop them even if he wanted to. So, I, I, that's where I think this is going. There's also, I will say, it's a, it was an interesting move by the, the folks who are pushing so hard to defund. This is a councilwoman who English is not her first language. She is, uh, you know, I think she would admit that she works hard to, to learn the language, but certainly is more comfortable speaking Spanish. And for her to be somewhat taken out of context um, you know, I think was really disappointing. I've had a lot of long conversations with her over the years about this. You know, she's sensitive. She again, she has an accent. She she likes to speak Spanish. And for her to be kind of taken out of, of context, I think was really disturbing to her. I could tell that. And then especially the video was taken down. And the person that did it, this it's I, I'm not going to pronounce her name correctly. It's like Nikki Sakar or Salazar, or whatever. But she's yeah. the, a teacher who was arrested. Less than 24 hours earlier, she was arrested fr last Friday morning at the Garrahee Court Complex for the, the uh, eviction protest that they were, were doing. So um, 
it's this it's the same individual but that almost seemed very manipulative it almost mean as if they were taking her words out of context would you agree dan mcgowan it was she wasn't gonna just let it lie she wanted to come out and say that that's not what i said i want more police in my neighborhood yeah i think she did i i think she wanted to make it crystal clear where she stood because Yep. One thing about her, look, she's been around for a couple of years. You know, she's she actually was, I think she was elected in 2011. So she's been around a while now. She knows that she knows people like me and, and, and good reporters, Seth Machado from Channel 12 are, are counting votes, right. And are, are looking at yep. this and she, and she understands what, what it means. Uh, and by the way, she's also going to run for reelection in a couple of years. And uh, I think she would not want to be the person who, you know, God forbid, you ha- especially in the South Side, uh, you know, where you do have more violence typically than in other parts of the city. You don't want to be the person that says, I want to get rid of the police or defund the police. And then, you know, a week before your election or something like that, you have a homicide and then that, that's a big deal. I mean, that's what these people do think about. It's not all politics all the time, but it's certainly in the back of their minds. Dan McGowan, I start my day each day with your email roadmap. How can other people that are listening receive it? Yeah, every week, uh, John, you're great about this. People sign up every single week. If you just send a blank email to rinews at globe.com, just rinews at globe.com, I'll know exactly what it is. You'll be added to the email list. To, uh, first thing tomorrow morning, you'll start getting it. And every single week that you get, you know, a breakdown, you get some new reporting from me, you're going to get all the best stories in the globe, and then the rundown of what's happening. There's a press conference here, the governor's doing this. Uh, it's a good way, five minute, five minute read to start your day. So you know what's happening. Uh, again, you get it every day, it's completely free. So uh, rinews at globe.com, you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow. Folks, he's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, great job. We'll talk to you again. Great to hear from you, John. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, call today, free consultation. It's Scott and Alex, 401-353-9300. Folks, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. But you can call, free consultation, 401-353-9300. They're licensed Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. It's very simple. They're going to help you and your family save money. And maybe it's on your home insurance or life insurance business insurance, auto insurance, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Look for them on Facebook. They also have a great website. It's aemazika.com. Call them at 401-353-9300. What about if you save $200 a month? It's like giving yourself a raise. How about that? An extra $2,500 a year, maybe even more. And also, this time of year, make sure you're covered. Maybe it's for your motorcycle or your boat or jet skis, or an RV, an off-road vehicle, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call them today, 353-9300-401-353-9300. Let them help you save money. It all starts with one phone call. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. Why not? Let them help you save money. Give yourself a raise. 401 401- Three five three ninety three hundred. Look for them on Facebook, and their website is aemazika.com.